You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more information, go to knownlegacy.org. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Hey, Bill. How you doing? How art thou? Uh, for some reason, I seem to not know the cues of the music. So That's okay. <laughs> I think it's you did great. <laughs> thank you. Hey, It's only uh, taken us five seasons. <laughs> um, thank you guys for checking out Known Legacy. Um, as always, we really appreciate you uh, giving us some time and listening in. Um, if you can, and if it's something that you like, give us a review, uh, subscribe, whether on podcasts, wherever yeah. you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we're there, Known Legacy Ministries, um, if you want to search that. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, if you have any questions or comments, info at knownlegacy.org. Yes. Um, if you have an end-of-the-year donation you'd like to make to the mission and ministry to keep this thing up and running. Yeah, if you've got a $50,000 check that you got to burn a hole in your pocket, you just send it to <laughs> us. <laughs> and we'll take you out to lunch. We, we'd be more than happy. We'll drive Hat to Creek. your house. Yes, we'll drive to your house and, and say take thank you to you. Hat Creek. <laughs> take you to Hat Creek. Great place. <laughs> All on us. Don't worry about anything. Don't you worry. We got it. We got it. No, seriously. Um, you know, we have a lot of good plans for this next year. We got a couple of date nights coming up. I think that are on this that are on the uh, tentative schedule and yes. uh, some other good stuff going on. Some speaking stuff. So yeah, looking forward to it. So Bill, good year. Bill's how's the, how the book going? Wow, that was a horrible sentence. I it's apologize. It's going Bill, better. How is the book going? It was going better than your first sentence. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. no, it's been good. Uh, God has uh, continued to do cool stuff with it here and good reports back from it. It is kind of encouraging when people are like, hey, you're not a complete idiot. You're like, oh, okay, that's nice. And so, uh, but no, God's doing some cool stuff with it. And we see him, we see his hand in that. And so it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and so, yeah. So, as you, hey, uh, you can still get it uh, on Amazon. It's a great stocking stuff. It stuff, is. Stocking stuffer. stuffer. Great for anybody. Yes. So, yeah, there you go. There Excellent. it is. Kyle, how are you doing? How was your Thanksgiving? Good morning. It was great. 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 I have a question for everybody. Oh, okay. yes. What, what, what is the, the hard stop for leftovers? Is it two oh. days? Is it three days? We don't usually get there, and except for the giant bag of turkey meat. It's a great mm. question. But um, I would say, like, four days. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you think that's bad... We're still eating leftovers. Oh, oh okay. In fact, last night was, I believe, turkey enchiladas. Thank you uh, to the turkey. And uh, tonight we're doing... Was that the dry turkey or the... Yes, it was a dry <laughs> turkey. That's why you add the enchilada <laughs> sauce. Right. And tonight is, I believe, turkey tacos. So oh, we, are, we are... We are. And my wife said, after tonight, we're throwing it away. Seven days is the max. So for us, it's seven. What about you, Kyle? Three. Three days? Three days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you that's guys pretty much the rule for all leftovers for me. So, so when I was in New York, there was this... Uh, this thing that they would do after Thanksgiving, they would do this thing called the Turkey Trot Wrap. And it was this little like deli sandwich place. And they would do turkey, stuffing, gravy, oh. mashed potatoes, cranberry yes. sauce. <laughs> yes. Wrapped up in a wrap, and it was warm. And it was the most incredible thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> and I cannot recreate it <laughs> with all that I try. It's so good. Excellent, excellent. And so I tried to do it this time. Instead, I just put it on the plate and moved it around, and I just <laughs> ate it all quickly. So if you out there have an opinion on the uh, number of days, um, obviously we have no agreement on this. No. no. And, uh, I'm We're all over the board. I'm, I'm basically playing with my uh, deductible. Uh, because I'm going to seven <laughs> days, and if it goes horribly wrong, we're going to meet our deductible in November. <laughs> Stomach bug Saturday. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. thank you guys again for trying uh, checking us out. Yeah, uh, we have you. a special guest today, and I'm really excited about this guest. His yes. name is Ben Gonzalez, and uh, I, uh, interestingly enough, his sister 
was in my wedding. She was one of my wife's uh, bridesmaids. Ooh. Um, and so uh, I didn't know him at the time. I've just uh, had a chance to really get to know him over the last few years. Yeah. And I love this guy's heart. I love his mission mind set. Um, and his story of being bold is huge. Oh, so that's cool. So let's welcome to the uh, program Ben Gonzalez. Ben. There he is. Hey, guys. What's happening? <laughs> welcome. <laughs> How you doing, man? Yeah. Man, so I'm ben, doing great. I, I have to. I have to admit, I, I've never heard of uh, turkey tacos. That's the first time I've heard of turkey tacos. Um, it, it, that's it, interesting. It, yeah, it's like chicken, but with turkeys. <laughs> ben, 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 speak into speak into the Thank turkey you for the thing. clarification. Thank you. Yes, like turkey. <laughs> Ben, so I don't, I don't even know if that's legal. I don't know if that's legal, bro. I don't even know if that's legal, bro. <laughs> ben, so how many days should you hold off on uh, leftovers? Uh, man, I said at least a week. That's at a least, he said at least yeah. a week. At least a at week. At least a week. Yeah. That's why. That's why yeah, Ben and I get along uh, so well. Just, it, yeah, I mean, if 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 you warm it up, it almost tastes like new. So, um, yeah. <laughs> the mold and everything. The mold and everything. I think the operative word there is almost. There's a spectrum on that word almost. So I'm getting my turkey and I'm getting my antibiotic through all the penicillin. So that's good. That's good. So, Ben, uh, for the guys that are listening in and the ladies, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your story and, um, yeah, where you came from and, and how you ended up doing what you're doing today. Yeah, so um, right now I'm at the uh, uh, working at the Texas District Office. Um, I kind of have two jobs here. One is uh, really just basic office, um, you know, supply office managing uh, the building. Um, you know, basically a, a, a glorified janitor uh, is what I am, uh, <laughs> pastor of pastor of supplies. Uh, but I love it. I mean, it, it's great. Uh, the other part of my job is. Uh, doing the mission uh, strategist for Area B. So all of the mission work that happens in the Area B of the Texas District, um, I just get to love on those brothers, love on those congregations, and just to uh, pray for and assist as much as I can uh, in the mission work of that area. And so uh, that's really my position uh, that I'm doing here at the Texas District Office. Um, I guess part of my story is, um, you know, I'm originally from Houston, uh, grew up in Houston, Texas. Um, I'd walk to the buildings downtown. Uh, that's how close I was uh, to, to um, yeah, that's how downtown I was uh, in wow. Houston. That's how inner city I was. Um, and so, yeah, I got out of the uh, seminary, graduated the seminary, and um, I spent one year uh, at a established congregation in downtown Houston. And um, basically, and I didn't even know what I was doing, but I basically planted a church within a church. And you know, back then, um, I didn't really have any reference for um, church planting. Uh, it wasn't what I went to the seminary for. Um, and so kind of coming out of that, I got connected with a guy in St. Louis who was doing some church planting. And I figured, man, if I'm going to do this, uh, and again, there's no networks back then, at least not that I knew of. Um, but I figured, man, I should probably, uh, you know, get coached, discipled, mentored or all of the above under somebody who has at least tried it. And so I did that for about seven years and it was fantastic. Uh, got, a, got to be a part of a church planting team out in St. Louis. And uh, it was just phenomenal, just a great time. And after about seven years, the guy that I was working with said, you know, it's time that we send you. He had a very sending missional heart. Um, and he's like, 
man, we need to we need to send you to plant somewhere else. And at that time, I really felt called back to the inner city. So when I was mm. in St. Louis, it was really the suburbs of St. Louis. And uh, so I really felt called back to the inner city. And so I just started praying about that. And I got great support from the churches that we planted there in St. Louis. And really it was just a, um, Lord, where do, you, where do you want us to go? And so we looked at a couple of major cities. Uh, St. Louis was one of them, uh, maybe going down into the inner city of St. Louis. Uh, Dallas was actually another one we looked at. Um, and then Houston, uh, which is where I was from, was another possibility. And so we decided to just pray on that and, and put some feelers out there and, and make some uh, contacts and some calls. And uh, it ended up that we got connected with Link Houston. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that uh, that network, but we got connected uh, with the director at that time. And mm. he said, why don't you come to Houston and kind of see what we're doing? And um, at that time, I also had another congregation in Houston. It was a larger congregation out in the Katy area that was looking for somebody to do some second and third generation Hispanic church planting. And so I just flew to Houston kind of to see what was happening. And I ended up deciding really, you know, uh, just uh, I, I don't know how uh, we got to this point, but you know, you guys are talking about bold, and I think sometimes bold is synonymous with uh, with crazy. I yes. Think. Um, or or <laughs> yeah, that's bold the truth. is synonymous. Yeah, with some people, it's synonymous with what are you thinking? Yep. <laughs> kind of, kind of yeah. thing. And so we we decided to uh, to to partner with Link Houston, and so uh, the offer on the table was that they would pray for us, um, <laughs> but that was it. No money, no finances, no nothing. Yeah, yeah, no money, no finances, uh, not, not even to move or anything like that. And I'd have to go to Houston and basically uh, work in the community and let the spirit move in a way that would uh, people would come to faith and, and disciples would be made and then the church would be birthed. And so we had four that. kids. And uh, again, a lot of my, a lot of my family members a lot of my colleagues in ministry were like, why would you do this? You're out of a, a well-oiled machine in St. Louis. Um, you've been really successful at planting churches. Mm. Why would you want to do this and move to a place that's not going to pay you? You don't know where you're going to live, and you don't have a job yet, and your wife doesn't have a job yet, and you have four <laughs> kids. Why would you do that? Bold sounds and like I crazy. Said, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And, and at that time, really, it was uh, honestly, a lot of it was the spirit was speaking through my wife. You know, mm. um, yeah, she, she's probably yes. more, she's probably more bold, more bold than I am. Um, and so I just I listened to the spirit through my wife. And so we moved and we just we landed in Houston, north side of Houston. We uh, uh, moved right next to Garden City Projects in the north side um, and and just started, you know, looking for work and so i landed uh, a job all the way on the other side of houston uh in southwest houston and i worked for a, a company that was basically an evening reporting center for young men uh most of the the young men were in gangs uh from southwest cholos la primera ms13 and basically it was just an evening reporting center to get these guys off the streets after school wow yeah, and so I had to drive all the way across town wow. to this job 
uh, in the evening making seven bucks an hour, you know, and, and with and a family of four, that, with know, a family of four living that, in yeah. downtown Houston, which ain't cheap. Yeah. And, and basically it was, you know, I, I wasn't even uh, I was barely paying for my gas. You know, that's what my paycheck would pay for to get all the way across town. And so but it was incredible. Um, you know, I, yeah. I got to pick up these young men. I was in a van and picked up, uh, you know, just area young gang members uh, all in one van, you know, and, and that was pretty interesting. But but it were they all from the same? Let me ask you a question. Were they all from the same gang or were, were you like intermixing the gangs in the van? And uh, what was that like? Yeah, so it, it was a, it was mixing. So it was, you know, MS-13, La Primera, uh, Southwest Cholos. They were all in one van, right? And oh, they, we picked them up from, Le- from Lee High School, A-Leaf High School, Sharpstown High School. And, uh, and, and it's incredible. In a matter of seconds, you, you could be in the middle of a, a, a riot, you know. And I experienced a couple of those where I would pick these kids up in a van and, and within a minute, there was 50 or 60 students throwing rocks and bottles at each other and, and going at it, you know, just in a, just in a matter of seconds. Just like outside so, the van driving so, around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it was... It, wow. What I learned is, you know, what I learned is, you know, whatever gang these, these kids were a part of, you know, they all wanted the same basic things. They just wanted to belong to something. Uh, they wanted mm. to have purpose. Um, yeah. And they wanted to be loved, you know, no matter what gang uh, attire they wore. No, I love it. Same basic needs needs that we that, that everybody has. I know? love it. So uh, you know, you you, you, yeah. you brought up a couple questions. I'd love to ask you: How old were your kids when you first moved? Um, I think my oldest was probably uh, twelve or thirteen. Okay. How my did, youngest was about two, three. How did they handle the move? I mean, how how did you journey through that with them? Because I think that's that's a major roadblock for a lot of people. It's like I would love to do something, but I'm so but my kids, but my kids, and they're established. So speak into that a little bit because I've got another question. But speak into that because I think you know my brain, my brain. When when you talked about you know because I want to talk about some of the crazy that that you worked through with your wife because I think these are the pinch points because it's like you know the sexy part of it is and then. I was working with inner city gangs and everyone's like, Ooh, you know, but then it's like, but the problem is, and then there was the moment that I had to look at my wife and go, honey, we're going to move from comfort with four kids. Like that tension is what people go. It's not worth it. So speak into that a little bit about how you journeyed through that, because I think that's a major roadblock. Yeah. Yeah. I I appreciate you asking that because it's, yeah, it wasn't all, uh, you're right. It does tend to sound like, wow, that's amazing. But I, you know, the cost is, different for everybody and so i think on the front end you just have to really think about what is the cost of Mm. of making this move not not financially but but spiritually yeah yeah yeah. um in your marriage and with your kids and honestly i really didn't think about that stuff um and i should have uh because because my family paid paid a pretty high price you know i uh thankfully now my oldest daughter is walking with the lord mm. she is strong um and and i see her you know see her doing ministry um but there was a time during that move where i thought we lost her you know she was going to an inner city school where um you know she she was she we had girls showing up at our house that wanted to fight our daughter you know what um, and my son yeah my son uh toby just being bullied at school and uh, so yeah, it, it, I, I don't think we really thought about those kind of costs 
mm. that come with those bold moves. Yeah. Um, and so I think we would have, we probably would have had some uh, some better conversations around that, and to see is our are our kids emotionally and spiritually ready for the cost that comes when we say we'll follow Jesus anywhere. You know? I, and so I, I, I love think, that you. No, go go for. It. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. Go for it. Go for it. No, no, I, I just think that's that's part of some of the pre conversations that we should have had that we didn't have. So, so if you could share, okay. So, and again, maybe I'm maybe I'm derailing it, but I, this is great, man, because I think that there's something important about speaking into the heart of a guy who's like, man, I want to go do something. What would you say to them? Like, hey, whoa, 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 before you just up ship and you quit everything, <laughs> have this. Like, what would you encourage them about their conversation with their kids, and then their conversation with their spouse? Because you definitely hit something there about, you know, when we when I made the move from New York to Midland and Midland to here. You're right. Um, when we married, I know I can already tell wholeheartedly that you married out of your league. Like I understand that <laughs> completely, um, because there's something about the there's something about our wives who are in tune to the Holy Spirit, and so so. But but I guess my, my heart is going okay, having that conversation. But but what would you say to the guy who's like, I'm going to go and boldly move to Fiji, or I'm going to move to do you know some other place and I mean whatever like, I would I'm take go Fiji okay, I would take Fiji anywhere in the Caribbean so if you're a <laughs> exactly. church listening and you need a church planner please give me a call info at knownlegacy.org I'd be more than happy to uh, see what you got on the to docket to the Fijian people and so but no but I think like what would you yeah. say what would you encourage that dad to do in talking to his kids about that journey yeah I, I would say you know on the forefront depending on the ages of your kids like my wife and I probably should have had conversations that our kids couldn't have, you know, like we should have, we should have talked through some stuff thinking about, you know, our daughter is in her, is going to be in her most formative stage of her, of her yeah, life, yeah. of, her, of her walk um, with the Lord. And so we, we really should have uh, had those conversations, my wife and I, that my kids couldn't have that we should have seen coming and said, mm. hey, you know what? Evelyn is going to be 12 or 13. Toby's going to be 10. And these are the most formative stages of their life. And we really need to think about, are we putting them in the best case scenario where they're going to be doing some of their most formative times of their life? And yeah. so uh, and, then, and, and so then, you know, listing down, what are some of the, the positives uh, of that and what are some of the negatives what are some of the things that can happen depending on where we're going to land like we right. didn't know we were going to land on north side next to garden city projects like we didn't know that's where we were going to land i mean we yeah. thought we would be in a, a half a million dollar condo downtown you know so yeah. we, didn't, we didn't know that that was going to be where we were going to land so i guess just just naming the what it, at the, the stage of our kids what in their formative years, if they're in their formative years, what are the negative things that could impact them? But also, what are some of the positives? I mean, there, right. were, yes. some things, yes. there, were, some, there were some hardships that my kids had to walk through where Jesus was the only answer. Yes. Like their money was not going to be the answer. A new phone was not going to be the answer. Mm. Getting on social media was not the answer. The only answer for them as they were going through some of this dark stuff was Jesus. There was a yeah. dependence that they had to see, mm. that they had to walk through, but also to see their father walk through, right? Like that was yeah. the, the greatest, that was some of the greatest blessing when they saw their dad desperate. Like I, if Jesus doesn't show up this week, I'm done. 
Wow. Right? Like they needed to see, they needed to see yeah. that. So there are some positives, but there's also the negative with emotional health, right? Making sure your kids are, uh, are emotionally healthy, making yeah. sure they can always come to you when their world's falling apart. And, and our kids were just, we just didn't ask those questions. Now, when, when they're older, when they got older, every time we did a move, we, we had those family meetings. Like we yeah. opened the Bible together. We asked questions. What does it mean to be called by the Lord? Yeah. What does it mean when the spirit comes knocking on your door and wants you to go do something? Like we had those conversations. We had those sit downs. We had those family meetings where we said, man, yeah. is he really calling us or did dad just have some bad pizza last night? You know? <laughs> so, or, or, I get that. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> you know? so, well, and I think what you're so alluding think to. As they get older. Yeah, and what I think you're alluding to, which I think is is really brilliant, is um, there is an age where they are a part of the call. Well, they're always a part of the call, but you need to involve them in that decision-making process. So it's not being forced on them, which can create resentment towards God or create resentment towards towards the the call or, or towards you. Um, and what you're uniquely called to. And I, I think that's so important. And I, and I love the fact that, you know, you're calling us to be as honest as you can be with the pros and the cons. Yeah. Don't let the cons keep you from following God, but it gives you insight on how to navigate the calling as healthy as you can with your family. Yeah. As you go and do, yeah. you know, frontline in the trenches, ministry and mission. You know, the thing I love about yeah. what you're saying is, um, you know, uh, there's this theme that's been, as I've been reading and kind of, watching podcasts and stuff, but this this concept of we, we, we talk about investing time and money and energy, but we don't talk about the investment of failure. Mm. And so and so that is a major part of our journey. I think each of us could sit there and go, well, you know, whether, whether we started a business or whether we did this or whatever we're doing, there was failure in it, but we're like, we kind of hide it like it's an open yes. nerve. Yes. When in reality, what I love that you're bringing up, Ben, is the idea that it's not easy, and you're going to fail. So I think the value of engaging your family in that conversation to go, hey, we're going to screw this up at some point. How do we walk through that? Yeah. And then, But our culture has said, no, 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 hide that stuff. Right. Because we just want to see the big mm. stuff. I mean, like, you know, we were talking earlier about, like, Mark Cuban or whatever, but, like, like the, the value of failure. All these guys have failed. Right. But we've said, no, they've only been successful. Or, or we have this lie from the enemy that it's all it's all just our successes that matter but our failures are actually our greatest investment because now you're saying okay we opened the yeah. word after that we spent time you know talking about that journey and, and you know we haven't even gotten into the impact that you've had with the inner city it's more just the idea of like man because we know that there's been successes let's be honest we know that there's been i mean we have you on here we're hearing this stuff but it's the idea that wow there's so much hard in between this and we want that really beautiful looking story that's like oh and then we made the impact and people came to jesus but at the same time i got this bitter 12 year old who's like what the heck dad <laughs> you know and but but we don't yeah. address we yeah. don't address those right because you're right because i mean we have a God that's slow to get angry and abounding in unfailing love who who cares about your daughter more Mercy's than... Mercy's new every day. Yeah. Uh, who cares about our yeah. kids more than we ever will. And so so I love that we're talking about that because, you know, you said in the beginning, bold is very similar. There's like this thin line of bold and crazy. Right. You know, when you're stepping out yeah. on the water to say, I'm going to go do this because Jesus asked, you know, I've asked Jesus to, to, to be a part of this, like Peter walking on water. Jesus never actually invited him. He said, can I come out? And he's like, sure, you can come out. Yeah, it's gonna mm. probably suck at some yeah. point, you know. But <laughs> yeah. but I love that we're talking about this because I think it's important. So yeah. right, so um, yeah. so 
let's speak to the heart of the guy. Um, and uh, we need to have you back on to dive into yeah, the inner yeah, city because yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to get perspective later at another podcast on the, what you experience and what you understand is the heart of young men as they navigate a culture yes. that is either against them or they feel like there's no out except deviance and um, maliciousness. And so, But that's another conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. for another day. What I want you to yeah. speak to right now is there's a guy listening that is feeling – like you said early on, is feeling a call to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and doesn't know where to start, doesn't know where to go. What would you, what words of encouragement, what journey would you encourage them to engage in to get clarity on that, to understand the pros and the cons within that calling, um, and then what it is to, you know, really begin to trust God with a $7 an hour job and four kids at home yeah. and making it, <laughs> making it work because the only one you can rely on yeah. is Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. go go that direction a little bit. Yeah, you know, I I think, um, you know, I, I when I look at some of the uh, boldness in scripture, right? So, you know, I look at the, uh, you know, some of the things that we see in the New Testament. Um, you know, and I, I look at how the Spirit filled. Uh, you know, the spirit filled these men and women. And I tend to think about, like, how do, you, how do you know that someone was filled with the spirit in the New Testament, right? And so, it, yes, people did signs and wonders. Yes, people were um, healing and uh, many other things that we see in the New Testament. But the primary, um, I think the primary way that you saw somebody filled with the spirit was that they declared the word of the Lord boldly, Ooh. right? So, like, yeah. time and time again, like, they just, they're bold in the proclamation because the Spirit was uh, filling them. And I yeah. think one thing that we have to, you know, I would tell, I, so if I had, if I was able to sit down with somebody and, and talk them through this, I think my first thing would be is how do you get filled? Right. Not mm. not you were not not one day you were baptized and the spirit filled you. Yes, I, I get that. I get that. We are filled by the spirit. I get that. But there's a, a daily feeling. Right. There's a Paul says, be filled by the spirit, which means not that you weren't filled when when you came to faith, but that there's a daily feeling of the spirit. Yeah. Stirring um, of the spirit. You, yeah. You can't. Yeah. And you can't live off of yesterday's feeling. Right. Mm. So. Do, do you know how to posture yourself uh, to be filled uh, to, to be filled by the spirit and then just to to be alone right um, just to get alone with uh, the father the son and the Holy Spirit because and I'm not against the voices that speak to us and that speak into us mm. right like I'm not against making sure there we have some men in our life who can speak into us and say, hey, man, have you thought about this or thought about that? Or to have family members that really love us and say, have you thought about this or you thought about that before you, you take this move? I, I'm not against that. Um, but there's one voice that supersedes all those other voices, right? Mm. There's, there's one conversation that supersedes every other conversation. And the question is, are we having that conversation? Or do we have space in our life now? Not mm. when we plant, not when we move, not when we go, but do we have space now for that conversation, right? That's and to good. be filled by the Spirit in a way where um, no matter 
if you've made the right decision or, or you've gone and you've done this and you're stuck, you have a solid foundation, right? Your identity is secure. No matter whether you're going and it works out or it doesn't work out, your, your identity is intact because you created a space now, not yeah. when you get there, but you've created a space now where there's only one voice that matters Dude. and there's only one feeling that matters. Preach there's it. only one presence that matters. And so well, I, I think we're, we sending guys out with, um, and, and get, listen, please hear me, hear my heart. I think it's great. We send guys with, do you have a plan? Do you have a strategy? Do you have resources? I think all oh, that's great. Yes. And amen. But I'd, I'd ask the question, do you have the spirit? Are you filled with this? Yeah, yeah. Do you know how to get alone with Jesus, right? Yeah. Is your identity intact? Because you're going to take a hit. You're going to yeah. take a hit, man. You're going to fail, right? When you show up and the only people that came to church on Sunday was your family, <laughs> right? When people ask you who's your staff and you have to show them a picture of your family because that's all you got. <laughs> Been like, there. Like that kind of <laughs> – like, like you better – you better be able to know how to be filled in those moments, right? Preach it. So that's Preach it. Preach that's it. That's good. That, no, that, that's exactly it, man. I think that's exactly what, what, what we need to hear today. And we do want to have you back on because I want to hear about these boys. I'd be intrigued to know how many of them come from fatherless homes. I'd be intrigued to know that. So that's a whole nother podcast right. that we need to have you on. So this was a waste of time today. Uh, this was no, this was really, really good. I Fantastic. think, yeah, this was great, Ben. And I feel like that's exactly it. Is hitting the heart of these guys who are just like, I want to do this thing. I want to jump. And like, like there's something always like, I want to be a missionary somewhere, and they're willing to make this huge jump, but they're not willing to take the daily task of going. Jesus, what are you talking to me right now? Like, what are you saying to me right now? Versus it being, and just, why is that so difficult? I don't know. Why some guys struggle with mm. the fact that, like, oh, well, I need to spend time in the Word every day. Right. It's, it's not like, you know, the Scripture mm. talks about God God values our obedience over our sacrifices. Right. And I think that's it now. Mm. It's this idea of this obedience of God today. I'm expecting you to speak to me. But if I don't make time for it, yeah. how am I ever going to go anywhere? Right. You know, how much if you don't make yeah. time for yeah. it now in the mundane you will not have time for it in the adventure and the extremes of it, yeah, doing frontline in the trenches ministry work. Yeah, it's not going to be a priority. So, Ben, this was rocking, man. And Thank you, Ben. Thank this you. This was so good. But so before we finish, we got a couple of uh, we've got a couple of things, a uh, couple of questions to ask we, you. We've got some fast five oh. questions. There we go. <laughs> That's awesome. It's our big production budget. Again, if you want to donate to Known exactly. Legacy, info at knownlegacy.org would be fantastic. Well, when we started, we were going. <laughs> so we've definitely moved up in production value. Kyle has made us a better a better person. So so, so here's a couple questions, Benny. You ready for them? I'm ready. Fire okay. Away. So what would you have for your last meal? Mom's chili con carne, rice, chavo beans, and homemade tortillas, man. <laughs> that sounds actually You had really me at homemade, homemade tortillas. There's nothing like good <laughs> homemade tortillas. Can you say tortillas uh-huh. again? Can you say it? Can you just say tortillas? Tortilla. There it is. Oh, I love it. I wish. I am I am of major Caucasian, and I can't. I don't have a good accent, but that's amazing. So, all right. So, okay, you're on a you're you're on a stranded island. What is one album or musician you want to listen to forever? Oh, George Strait, baby, George Strait. Dude, you are so. 
across my heart <laughs> and promise to give all I've got I to give. You don't even know who George Strait is, do you? I just know he sang that troubadour song. That's Shut all I know. I'm an old troubadour. I'm a new troubadour. Isn't he doing his farewell tour? We're on an island. Yeah. There's only, and you're on a beach. It's got to be George Strait, man. He, he has over 50 number one hits, first off, right? So you're not going to get old of any of it. It's been good from the beginning Enough to the said. end. And we are now yeah. looking for a new co-host for Known Legacy. <laughs> and so if you'd like to apply, please, info at knownlegacy.org. I'm an old troubadour. That's all I know from his songs. It's a great so, choice. Anyways. You are a Texan, man. You are yeah. Texan. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on <laughs> to something less crucial. What's your guilty pleasure? Uh, uh, a cigar or a good chew. Although I don't feel guilty when I do them. So. Okay, that's good. I know. I, I have to change the wording on guilty because everyone's yeah. like, they think I mean like sinful. I'm like, no, like that thing like... Yeah. Just something you're like, oh, I just, I love it. Like, I know some people who are like, I have to go buy, yeah. every time I go buy a candy machine, I got to put a quarter in and get a candy. You know, and the <laughs> one, some quarter? Like, what machine are you going by? I have by? to put $8.50 <laughs> into a machine. <laughs> <laughs> For a gumball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's good, that's good. Okay, what is one word your wife would describe you as? Oof. Uh, butthead. But I don't know if that's one word. That might be. <laughs> well, it's hyphenated. Yeah, yeah, your butthead. That works. That works. Why would you say that? Oh, <laughs> uh, just hard-headed, man. Just okay. hard-headed. Like, that's fair. You know, it's not. It, it's it's hard. It's hard for me to not go and not. Uh, yeah, and, and to to hear. Well, you know, Ben, you probably shouldn't try that. Um, well, I'm probably going to try it then. So. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, and you're kind of like, okay, I'm listening. Holy Spirit, you know. So <laughs> you're definitely you're definitely a guy. Jump and then figure out if the pool is full or not. Exactly. That's it. Oh, broke my leg. <laughs> Can you fill this next time? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, how do you want to be remembered when you die? That I lived, man. William Wallace, man. William Wallace. That I lived. Right. Now that I can get behind, <laughs> that I can get behind. <laughs> the ginger at the table is all about the Scottish history. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so okay, one more bonus question: What biblical character would you want to have lunch with, who's not Jesus? Yeah, I would say uh, Mary of Bethany, man. Mary of Bethany. Yeah. Really? I, I okay. Just know what? What drove her to just the simplicity? Of just being at the feet of Jesus, man. Mm. She chose the better thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Martha was still running yeah. around doing stuff, but she chose it. That's good, man. man if that's that doesn't good. tie it back in yeah. perfectly oh to gosh. what you were sharing earlier of like learning mm. the discipline of yeah. just being at the feet of Jesus and not be consumed with doing mm. things for him. Well, if only this yeah. podcast had value today. <laughs> <laughs> ben, we are going to have you back on. It has that been a breath good. of life. Thank you so that much for your uh, time and energy and uh, for your mission and the, the new journey that you're on. I know yeah. I've been blessed by it, and I know a lot of guys in the DFW area are going to be. And so thank you so much. Um, any final thoughts from you as we uh, wrap up? No, I just appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, thanks for producing this. And thanks for the work that you guys do to continue to, uh, you know, just encourage. And, and, and with this season, you know, just encouraging uh, men, you know, to yeah. uh, just, you know, to, to ask some, some questions and, and uh, be okay with, uh, you know, finding out the, the answers to those questions. So I appreciate you guys doing all that. 
Excellent. We're Excellent. grateful for you, Ben. Thanks for being on today in the podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Kyle. Grateful you're to have you you're on. Welcome. You're you're awesome. And Ben, you've been a blessing. And yeah. um, hey, for for questions, comments, concerns, info at Known Legacy. Uh, you know, job you applications. Info at Known Legacy. <laughs> job <laughs> applications. If you want, uh, if you want to make a, an end of the year donation, you can get a tax deductible donation. Go to knownlegacy.org/slash/donate. And uh, you can do an end-of-the-year gift to help yes. us move on in 2023 and make some more impact. Uh, yeah, guys, thank you for listening. Share it with your friends. Check us out on social media. And uh, you guys have a rest of a good day. Travis, any, any final thoughts? No. God bless you guys. Be bold. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the No Legacy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So email us your questions or comments to info at knownlegacy.org. My mic's back.